Good morning, evening, afternoon, night, whenever you are listening to this. Welcome back to the Stark Naked Podcast. Today, I'm going straight into explaining ketamine-assisted therapy because a lot of people have questions. I'm going to try and make this brief and short. I'm usually not good at that, but I'm going to try it anyway. Um, I have currently been working at a, uh, well, multiple ketamine-assisted therapy offices with a doctor. I work under a doctor that um, deals mainly with pain, their pain management doctor. So a lot of the our, uh, clients come in with pain that is chronic and is not alleviated by opioids and all this other stuff. So they come in and do ketamine or there are people who come in with um, any mental disorders or mental issues as far as anxiety, depression, PTSD. A lot of times ketamine is used for treatment-resistant depression. So they have been on medications um, like SSRIs, SNRIs, um, MAOI, or MAO inhibitors, um, what are those other fucking medications, any other benzos, whatever it is. Um, They have not been helped by that. Their depression has not been alleviated by that and psychotherapy, so now they're coming in for ketamine. Now, this is where ketamine is, I believe, the shining star. With pain, it's a little bit different because let's just go into exactly how this works first before I go into uh, the pain and all that stuff. So ketamine is a dissociative anesthetic, meaning that it does not, you know, when you go in for surgeries and you get anesthesia, completely puts you out. You are not awake. Ketamine is a disassociative, so it basically does not affect your respiratory system. Um, When you go under anesthesia, you have to, you know, the anesthesiologist has to be there watching your respiratory, your cardiac, everything going on, right? Your vitals, all that stuff. Ketamine is, although we do watch the vitals and everything still, but ketamine does not affect your respiratory system um, and it is pretty safe. People use it. They'll say, you know, you'll hear about it being a horse tranquilizer which is pretty funny, but they still use it for horse tranquilizing and they also use it for children who come into the ER with a broken leg and they need to be, you know, or I don't know, dislocated. I don't know what they do. I don't work in pediatric, but they are using, that's basically what it's used for. Um, Just a disassociative. They used it out in the war. Um, I don't exactly know what war. I'm not a historian, but they used it out on the field when people got hurt. It kind of just helps you disassociate from yourself, from everything that's going on in the present moment. It disassociates you so you are not, you are no longer worrying. It takes away your pain. It's just, it's it's a lot of things. It takes away your pain. Pain is an anesthetic. Pan takes away your pan. It takes away your pots and pans. It's a thief of your kitchen supplies. <laughs> just kidding. So... What ketamine does, what we are talking about now, is ketamine-assisted therapy. So they take the ketamine, instead of using it at a, as an anesthetic level, anesthetic, aesthetic, anesthetic level, or sub, whatever, they use it as a sub-anesthetic level dose. So it is a much smaller dose, and they could either stick it in your muscle, so they'll do an IM injection, which is a very fast 
uh, dose of it. You can also, I mean, the only ones that we do is the IM and we do IV. So it's, it takes about three hours and you are just being dosed very small doses at a continuous amount of time for three hours. That's a little bit longer, but it also works. And so does the, you know, all these. And then you could also do like nasal spray. Um, I think I know that they have like lozenges, but those are also very low dose. So let's talk about first why people get this. So whether it is a mental or emotional state that they are coming in to try and fix or treat, or it is a physical state, so physical pain can be related to your mental state, can be related to your emotional state. So people who have chronic pain, like fibromyalgia, um, pain with cancer, like all these different things, all these different ailments, they, a lot of the times the pain becomes connected to your mental state and the way you just believe that the pain is there. It's pretty crazy to understand because obviously we don't know what a person is feeling. If they're feeling pain, they're feeling pain. Pain, they say, is like the is one of the vitals at, in the hospital. We have to, like we take all of the other vitals, we have to take pain as a vital too. Because even though it is completely subjective from their point of view, because we don't know how much they're in pain, they're in pain though. So, but a lot of the times what they're finding is in these chronic pain disorders or these chronic disorders of like illnesses, they'll have this pain for so long that they will start to mentally believe that they have the pain and it will bring on even more pain. So that is the pain part of it. People coming in with the mental and emotional suffering um, as far as like depression, anxiety, OCD, uh, any of those what happens is when you have that mental and emotional suffering, that comes from or can come from and can start from an external trigger. So something that's happened in the past with PTSD, something that's happened in the past with depression, something that happened in the past that happened a long time ago, something that's happening right now in your current state of living. If there's something going on that's just been, it, it triggered a state of depression and then it's just, depression is, I read somewhere it's like, um, don't quote me, but I believe it said when, you know, when the sadness gets so, uh, debilitating for over two weeks that it starts to affect your, your livelihood and your day to day. And a lot of people don't even, sometimes a lot of, some people don't even notice that they're in depression. They just think that it's a, it's a very normal state to be living on, on such a low vibration. So that can happen these emotional, it's just, it's the emotional suffering that we have from, like I said, the external triggers of something happened. I don't want to make examples because it's just sad. People get depression from a lot of different things. So what we're looking at in ketamine therapy, first off, well, in any therapy, take away the ketamine, any psychotherapy is they are trying to see how you respond and perceive those triggers. So how, when things happen and what is making you depressed, we're trying to look at the way that you are responding to that stress. We all have these like deep-seated beliefs and behavioral patterns that we have developed over a very long period of time of living. It's just how we cope 
with the things that go on in our life. So if there is a very traumatic experience, you are the whatever happened in your past that is helping you cope with that traumatic experience and if you're not if you're you didn't learn a like a proper healing way to cope with those triggers then that's when depression sets in because you're not coping with it correctly you're not uh it's hard to say correctly because everybody does it different but you're responding to the trigger you're responding to the 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 things that have happened outside of your control and it's making you depressed you know what i mean it's hard to kind of explain this and it's it's basically so that's what psychotherapy does psychotherapy when you go to a therapist they're trying to get you to look back at certain things in your life whether you have completely what's that word when you uh when you take it away from your mind when you why can't I think of this when you disassociate so you may have disassociated from certain things that have happened in your past and you don't remember them happening or you do remember them happening and it's just a trigger to you constantly because there's certain things that can happen throughout your day. That's like with anxiety disorders or OCD when you feel like you need to be in control because you were so out of control uh, in your past or you feel you have a deep-seated feeling of being out of control so your body, your mind is making you want to feel in control so it's making you have these compulsive behaviors. And with depression, it's with post-traumatic stress disorder, all that stuff, you're, we're psychotherapists. I'm not saying we are because I'm not a psychotherapist, but I've seen them and I work with a therapist, so I see what she's doing. And she is trying to figure out something in your past, kind of get the whole picture so that she can understand why or how you might be coping with the depression, how you might be coping with the anxiety, the PTSD, the OCD, whatever it is, how you might be coping because of your past. And then what the point is, is they're trying to, the, the, this is, see, this is harder than I thought, you know, it's very, it's very hard to explain this. The, the boundaries that you have set up in your life they're trying to break those down so they can you can look at your depression and you could look at your PTSD or your anxiety whatever you could look at the events that triggered that in a different light so psych- psychotherapy you know it can last you could be in therapy for a very long time and they're now they're looking at these ketamine and these psychedelic treatments because they're seeing that These treatments are allowing the person to break down that boundary way, way faster than what they would do in normal talk therapy. What you can learn in talk therapy from like for fucking five years of it, you can learn that in one session with psychedelic therapy because it's literally... It's working on different parts, different neurotransmitters in the brain like glutamate. It's doing different in serotonin and all that stuff. Your H, your 5-HT2 receptors and all that stuff. It is whatever those do. I'm not going to get into the whole how they do and how they affect the brain, but it's basically breaking down the way that you respond to, the, to these triggers. 
or the way that you respond to your past emotional state, something that happened in the past that still is bringing you this depressive feeling. And ketamine, so this is where when you're doing the ketamine therapy, so for the people with pain, they come in and they're not really, they do work with a therapist. I believe, and a lot of people in the industry do believe that the best way to help people with these mental ailments is by doing these treatments with talk therapy with being able to before you go into the treatment you talk to the therapist you continue talking to the therapist as you're getting the treatments not during it you're by yourself during it or they'll they'll be you know sitting next to you but you have your um you have your eye shades on you have a certain playlist going that has certain music and you are working with yourself but prior to it you are talking to somebody and they're kind of just going over like what is your intention it's all about intention set and setting you want it you want the setting to be calm and you want to feel safe and the set you need to set your intentions because that is the way that it is going to work a lot of people think that they could just take ketamine and mushrooms and all these different things and think that it's going to fix them immediately and it doesn't it can help for sure but when you go in with intention you are helping it you're helping you help you you're helping your unconscious help your conscious if that makes any sense so when people come in with the pain they are going through you know they're they're obviously that their intention is to get rid of the pain but the whole point is there is ways where your brain is responding to the pain at a higher intensity so it's going to make you feel more in pain so what they're doing with the ketamine is the ketamine is going in there and change like I've talked about it before neuroplasticity it's creating new little connections in your brain so wherever the regular think about a mountain have I given this analogy before think about it like you're you're going down a snow mountain and you're skiing or snowboarding say you're snowboarding and you're going down and you if you've ever gone you know snowboarding skiing whatever you can see that there is a path or you're going mountain biking there's always going to be a path that you follow your brain right now is using those same networks those same paths to be able to and what those whatever those neurons in those paths they've been talking for a long time and they've been built over over a long time they've been built up over a long time so what they're doing now with the ketamine is it is creating a new path, a fresh, clean path by creating new connections with different neurons. So now your brain, instead of only going down that path, is now able to go, oh, look, there's another path over here. Let's go down this one. Let's go down and see this uh, view. Let's go see this, instead of going down the same thing where you're seeing the same tree, there's the same tree, same tree, same tree, same tree, there's a flower, there's a flower, that's the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. You're going through a different path, so now it's a whole different scenic view. And that's helping them look at their pain in a different way. So they're able to to react to whatever triggers are happening, because a lot like fibromyalgia and all these it is real pain, but it's a mental pain. If you have pain that is coming from, 
you broke your leg. That is a real pain because there's real things that are going on that are painful that you could see in an x-ray or an MRI or a CAT scan. But when you have these these psychological pains where it's like the fibromyalgia and there's something else, I can't think of the word. It's called, it starts with a C. But when you have these pains, it's like you can't really tell what is causing the pain. It's like nerve pain. What is it? Like we don't know if it's emotional, nerve pain, whatever it is. But something is causing the pain, whether it is your emotional state or suppressed feelings, suppressed emotions, all of these things can cause pain. So, and it's also, it could be like nerve damage from like years of having like back surgeries and all this different stuff. But what they, the ketamine is helping your body and your mind because the pain is obviously triggered from your mind, right? Like the the it's it, the the pain receptors in your body send a signal to your brain to cause you to feel pain. So they're just sending the brain a different signal. They're not they're sending the brain a signal, but the brain is able to look at the the pain in a different way. So now let's go over to the the other side of it, where it's the people who come in with depression and anxiety, all of these things. Exactly like I said, where they're going down a different you know snow path or a different you know mountain bike path. That's the same thing with this. So when you go into a ketamine session and you start to take the ketamine after you've set your intention, you've talked to the therapist, um, all of this stuff, whether and it doesn't, well, it, I, like you can see a therapist, but there's also, you know, you could go to a ketamine clinic right now and just get ketamine, but it's, I don't know how those work. The only one that I know is this one in the, the ketamine clinics where you like you actually sit with a therapist and stuff. But there are ways where you could just sit with somebody that's like non-biased, that's really just, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say anything like that. So when they're coming in with the depression and all that stuff, you are taking the ketamine and what the ketamine is doing is breaking down those boundaries. So now you can have a connection to your emotions and the memories without having your defenses or your protective barrier, the protective armor that we have developed over the years that we, it's just the programming that we have. It's just what it is. When you're doing the ketamine, it is breaking down that armor. It's breaking down that boundary. So you are able to see these emo- your, the emotions that you're having, the depressive emotions, the anxious emotions, the, the obsessive compulsive emotions, all of that stuff. You're able to have these emotions and connect with them and you're able to connect with memories without having any type of judgment towards it without having any type of like reaction to it so you're kind of seeing the past event the past traumatic event the events that are happening right now whatever it is they're kind of helping you look at it without any judgment, without any filter, without anything. Because if you think about it, when you're looking at people who have a depressed state, there's something that happens, something, there's a lot of things that can build up over time. But when they have all these things, they sometimes you just, you don't even know what's causing your depression. But there are certain things that are deep-rooted that they need to bring up to the surface and face it. And it whether it is, it doesn't, I can't, Again, I can't go into examples, but I'm just trying to think of like, let's say PTSD, a person, and it's a, it's a vet, 
and a guy, he was out at war, and his friend was blown up right in front of him. I'm sorry to be morbid, but I've heard this story before. And his friend was completely, was blown up in front of him, and he was, it was a traumatic experience because he spent a lot of time with this person he he knew this person he was like he it was he had a a loving friendly connection with this person I'm not talking about loving like sex I'm talking about loving like you truly love a person and then you see that person get blown up and then you have to be integrated back into normal life so anytime that you hear any type of like loud noise or anything or you see anything a person that looks like your friend or just you get flashbacks that's what happens and then they start to get in these like if you have those those feelings and you don't you don't heal that traumatic experience it's just going to build up over time to the point where you you just you get depressed you get and that's where the suicide comes in and all this stuff and it's because and a lot of times it's unfortunate with men we we I'm not a man but men have the highest rate of suicide because they they suppress their emotions they suppress everything they don't talk about it it's not it's not cool it's not manly it's not masculine to talk about things but in reality your brain has to you have to talk about things and it's very hard for some people that's why i i cannot imagine what it is like to have PTSD. I, I cannot imagine. I know that my dad works with a lot of the soldiers. He takes them uh, fishing for pescatorial therapy and just trying to like integrate them back into life and trying to make, make them understand that life is a beautiful thing and no matter how much bad, there will always be good. So ketamine comes in is, and is able to make that person sit there and see the past memories and the past emotions maybe some people say that they could even they could even talk to some people that they are no longer with and they're able to kind of just to have some closure to have some so to just to look at it in a different light to be like well I will always you know love this person and this person I will I will live a positive life for them whether whatever it is they're able to take those different brain circuits that are connecting, they're able to go down that route instead and look at it in a different way. So that's basically what the ketamine does. But it also, you have to do the work afterwards as well. You have, there's, there's post-integration therapy where you have to work with a therapist you have to work with yourself to really you know keep those those new brain signals those new brain circuits going and keep working down those brain circuits and then that's just you know there's a saying like uh neurons that wire to, or fire together wire together is that what it's called i can't wait nerves that fire together wire together i don't know something where your these new neurons will now be connected and if you keep working on it, they will grow stronger and stronger connections to where you won't even be able to go down that route that you've been going down for so long. That, that little uh, bike mountain path, bike mountain, that mountain bike path or that, that snow path, you won't be able to touch that anymore because you're going to be so engulfed in this new way of looking at it. And every now and then, you can go back down that other old path You'll slip back down it, but you will have the tools and the new connections to bounce out of that and go down the other path. It's just, I'm trying to like, 
make it as simple as possible, but that is what ketamine does. Now, ketamine is not a psychedelic. It may it can give a psychedelic light like state, but it's not like the, you know, psilocybin and LSD and MDMA or all it's not like those. Um but yeah, it's uh it it works too. It's the only one that's legal right now, so <laughs> but uh it's legal obviously for, you know, medicinal purposes and going and getting therapy and stuff like that. But uh, hopefully, you know, soon-ish, whenever it happens, you know, the the psilocybin and the LSD, those therapies will be available for people to do these same type of um, integrative approaches and these same type of, um, you know, therapy. Because it, it really does help. It's all, you know, everything all together it's just changing the way your brain is wired because over time we don't understand that since we were a child before before the memories that we can even remember the memories that we can't even remember things that happened in our past that we don't we could literally we have disassociated from and we've tucked those away we can't remember them i can't remember what the word is but it starts with a d right disassociate or did something it's we've done with so much memories like I can't remember a lot of my childhood truly I can't remember a lot of my childhood I remember uh you know small details but I know people that can remember everything and that's amazing but there's a lot of things that we have suppressed suppressed is that the word yeah we suppress these memories because it's our brain's way of protecting us. It's our brain's way of protecting our emotions and our ego. It's our ego that's protecting us because if we think about what happened that day that we can't remember, but if we keep thinking about that, that terrible moment, it's it's going to haunt us. So what does the brain do? Let me just disassociate. Let me suppress that. Push it down deep, deep, deep where I don't need to remember it. But what we don't know is that our subconscious remembers it. And those feelings and that energy and that in that the the emotions that we get from that past event, whether we consciously remember it or not, is still affecting us. So we have to, we know that something is affecting us and we, you might know what it is and you might not know what it is, but that's what the therapy does. It breaks it down. It's a, that's what real, you know, talk therapy does where they're just trying to break down and get deep inside of your head to figure out if they can pull out some stuff that's really suppressed, that's down deep packed in there. And maybe when they pull that out, it's going to be like releasing the bottle and it's just going to be like, and like, I feel better. And ketamine is kind of helping you do that where you can, it's, it's pulling all these different, you know, emotions out and it's, it's taking your boundaries away. It's taking your, your, your armor away and your, your ability to suppress those memories because that's your armor. It's taking that away so you could finally face some things. And a lot of people feel, you know, when I get done with these patients and they're leaving, you know, obviously they're in kind of like a loopy state, but they feel great in the moment they feel like it's like the first time that they've laughed in a long time but it takes time it takes time and people have to understand that it's not just like a one and done and that's what microdosing mushrooms I am so passionate about it 
because not even the microdosing, the macrodosing, but whatever it is, it's just, it's making, it's not about the partying of it. It's not about seeing the cool different things. It's about literally changing the way that your brain is circuited, circuited, circuit, circuited. So you're able to just live in a different light. You're able to live in a different way because your brain is working and firing in a different pattern than it has for the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So that's it. You know, I said I was going to do this fast and it always comes out to be a half an hour. I hope that you guys learned something. I'm sorry I was a little bit like in the beginning, but it's... um. It's an interesting topic. I truly do. I'm so passionate about this and I think it is the future and it is going to help so many people. It fucking helps with empathy. It helps with you just feeling connected to yourself and to others. I'm not going to get too into it because I will just go on a rant. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening in. I hope that this helped. If you have any more questions, just slide into my DMs and I'll talk to you soon.